Hi, you're listening to Financial Coach Ruthie from FinancialResuscitationWithRuthie.com, where we discuss all things related to resuscitating your finances, rehabilitating your dreams, and how to restore your legacy. This is Financial Coach Ruthie, and this is my very first podcast, so welcome. Today is meant for listeners who have children, whether they're small children or grown-ups or loved ones, who are interested in helping them through the journey of post-secondary education. Uh, Now, this is my first podcast, and I'd like to say that I'm in a fun place like an office or somewhere like a nice room, but instead I'm in my walk-in closet surrounded by clothes. But that's okay, because I'm joined today with my bestie, my husband, Ryan, and we're going to talk about how uh, he got through post-secondary education and what sort of obstacles he had to overcome with that. Welcome, Ryan. Hello. So, I just have a couple of questions for you, Ryan. Are you okay with that? Nope. Okay, too bad. Uh, what made you decide to go back to school as a mature student? Um, well, I was uh, a mechanic for 12 years. Um, right after high school, I said to myself I would never, ever go to university. And God has a funny way of um, saying, oh, yeah, right. Um, so as years go by, um, I enjoy fixing cars and and I enjoy being in the trade. Um, but as time goes on, I see more and more uh, broke down um, older mechanics who are still um, struggling their way through into retirement, and I, I didn't want that for myself. Um, I also found that I really liked working with teenagers um, through church, through youth groups, um, and programs like that. So I figured, um, you know, teaching mechanics would be the perfect uh, um, way to stay in the trade, but still be able to pass on um, the gifts and skills that uh, have been given to me to others. Um, in an age group that I actually really enjoy. Awesome. And so how old were you when you decided to go back to university? Well, I actually went to university when I was 32 years old, but um, it, it was like three or four years before that when we had started to dream about uh, me going back to school and um, we started to prepare at that time. So you were a mature student at the time. Uh, what What is the definition of a mature student? Would you say like 25, 30, 50? I don't know if there's an age range, but uh, I know that um, there were definitely younger people who are more mature and younger people who are less mature. So I'm not sure if I would be considered a mature student even. <laughs> uh, what kinds of things did you have to do to prepare for university? Um, well, I had to make sure that all of the courses that I had taken in high school were actually applicable. Um, I got pretty lucky. They required English 30 and Social 30, which I had both of, but, um, I actually did very poorly in high school. Um, I actually used to think I was pretty stupid, but it turns out I was just really lazy. Um, so I I did pretty poorly in high school. But uh, because um, in Alberta, they're pretty desperate for trades teachers of most kinds, um, they actually let me in with with pretty poor grades. So 
Um, I guess I got a little bit lucky. Um, so students, if you're in high school, do your best now so that uh, you can make sure that you can um, get get your spot in university or wherever you plan to go. Um, it's also just a good policy to do your best at things all the time. Yeah, you lucked out that you didn't have to do any upgrading, which was nice. And I think that brings up two points. I don't know if people are aware that upgrading actually costs money. Do you think? Uh, yeah, so if you have to take any uh, courses to upgrade before university, either through a university or other um, thing like Norquest College, um, those are all at your own cost. So if you can take all of the things in high school that, that are possible to take, that's definitely the best course of action. Um, that's some advice I did not take. Um, I happened to get lucky, um, or maybe God was just looking out for us. Um, but uh, yeah, take everything that you possibly can um, so that you have all of your options open to you. And I think another thing to look at too is whether your what you're taking in university is applicable to a job later on in life, right? Whether you're going to be employable or not, or whether it's going to be difficult to find a job in whatever major that you choose that maybe is a passion of yours, but maybe is not uh, related to a job, right? Yeah, I mean, right after high school, I I uh, took uh, my mechanics apprenticeship, so directly into a job, and you go to school while you're doing that job. So um, it's a pretty pretty good transition into the workforce. Um, but if you're taking something in university, um, maybe it's a good idea to look up the hiring rates after and to see what kind of options you actually do have with the degree that you're actually taking. All right. So back to being, I guess we'll call you a mature student when you went back. What was the, what was the scariest thing that, um, about going back to university or going back to school? Well, I still had it in my mind that um, I wasn't a very smart person and I was really intimidated by the um, the prospect of doing university courses that might be more difficult than I was able to do. So that was a bit scary. Um, the other thing was uh, being a 32-year-old married man um, in intro education courses, typically um, there's a lot of just, you know, new students right out of high school um, that I didn't necessarily have the same um, life viewpoint of, I guess, um, or people who are at a different stage than I was. So uh, maybe a little bit different um, in that way and difficult to relate to people who are just out of high school. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so how did you choose a school that you wanted to go to a university? Were you looking, were you shopping around to see what tuition prices were? Did you check out the coolest one that was available or had the coolest quad or had the cutest girls at the school? Well, the girls thing, no, because I already have the cutest one. Nice. But, um, the reason I went to the University of Alberta was because they have a program where you can get a degree um, in CTS, basically, um, Career and Technology Studies, which allows you to teach things like mechanics or fabrication or construction um, in school. Um, so I, I really chose it for the opportunity to be able to use my um, journeyman certificate as part of my major. So basically, I could go to school at the U of A, 
for three years instead of four um, to get my degree using my journeyman certificate as uh, my major. And I don't think at the time any other universities in Alberta uh, offered that, did they? Uh, not that I knew of. Um, I looked at the University of Lethbridge and the University of Calgary and the University of Athabasca uh, for distance learning, and none of them offered that. I would have had to do the full four years through each one of those. Um, so I think even Calgary was a five-year program, so um, it would have taken a lot longer um, had I done any of those universities. And I think we definitely lucked out in the sense that the University of Alberta was only an hour and a half drive away from us, so you could go back and forth every day. Yeah, the commute really kind of sucked, but uh, it was it was good because it gave me the opportunity not to have to move away or be away from my family um, for extended periods of time. I went to school with a whole bunch of people um, who were from southern Alberta, and because U of A was the only one that offered this program, they had to come up from uh, places like Lethbridge and Calgary um, to do their education. So they were away from their families for possibly the whole week um, and then going back on the weekends, which wasn't really an option for me. Yeah, that really sucks. That's no fun for sure. How did you manage that schedule of going back to school, uh, having a family, two kids, and an overbearing wife? Well, my wife's not overbearing, but um, just took more planning, I think. Um, my first semester, I looked around, and I'd hear of kids uh, in my classes that were fresh out of high school, and they were really struggling to get things done. Um, and it, I think it was just comes down to time management skills and planning skills. Um, at the beginning of every semester, I'd, I'd sit down and look at all five of my classes, and I'd lay out all the syllabus. Uh, materials and just plan out my whole semester when things were due, how much time I had for each of those classes, and how much time I had for each assignment. Um, so if I had an assignment and I had allocated two hours for it, I wouldn't go over the two hours. Whatever the quality of that assignment was after two hours, I would put it down and I'd hand it in, and um, that would just have to be enough because... I needed to spend my time wisely between all of the areas of my life. And I think you did a really good job of that. I was really impressed with that. Uh, and I think that that was something new to you that you had to learn, right? Well, definitely. Um, the last time I had gone to any type of uh, education was for my journeyman certificate. That came pretty naturally, so that wasn't very difficult. And in high school... Um, like I said, I was pretty lazy, so most of the stuff I didn't even do, and if I did do it, I did a pretty poor job of it. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty new to be able to plan like that, but I knew I had to do that in order to make um, that family life balance, which has also helped me um, as I moved into teaching, because uh, teaching is never done. Um, you could spend hours and hours and hours perfecting everything, Um and then not have time for your family, and then it ends up that that lesson that you planned or whatever, you have to uh, change on the fly anyway because it just didn't work that day. So um, with teaching, you're just never done. Um, so you have to plan for yourself to be like, okay, this is how much time I'm going to spend. This is, this is when I'm going to do it, and uh, kind of plan for the busy times in your semester and plan for for the downtimes in your semester so that you can make sure that you are uh, balancing your family life well. 
And I think uh, you were really wise with your time management in um, in relation to, say, if a test was worth 30% and an assignment was worth 5%, that you didn't spend more time on the assignment versus the test, which is something I don't think I even thought about as a young 22-year-old when I was going to university. Yeah, um, you have to, the the risk versus the reward for, for each one, um, making sure that you were spending the appropriate amount of time. And that was part of that planning at the beginning of the semester where you sat down and say, okay, I have all these assignments and, and tests. Um, and you would have to divide your time in a way that made them all worth um, your time, basically. So if I had a an assignment that was worth 2%, it would get a fraction of the time that a 30% essay would get. Yeah, for sure. I think you were really good with um, doing that up front and learning how to plan uh, wisely. What kind of other obstacles or what was your biggest obstacle that you had to overcome? Um, biggest obstacle? I'm not sure about that one. Now that I look back, hindsight, um, it's it all seemed like it, it flowed fairly well. Um, I think at the beginning I was pretty worried that I wouldn't end up uh, having any kind of colleagues going through the same thing as me because I was in all intro education classes, which were all, you know, fresh out of high school kids. But as uh, the time went on, um, I met more and more people who were kind of in the same program as me, in the same situation where they, this was kind of their second career. They had families. They were doing the same thing. So it was a little nicer to be able to make some new friends that way and who are kind of at the same stage of life. I think that came second semester, right? You enro- you were enrolled a little earlier than other people. Uh, yeah, so the program I was in, I actually ended up starting a semester early just because that's what we had originally planned um, to start. Um, so it it was a little bit lonely the first semester, but after that it was a, a little bit better. I think it, there was just minor obstacles to overcome, like learning the Edmonton busing system and train system and traffic and that sort of thing, right? Yeah, none of those um, are really terrible if you're a little bit flexible. Um, I'm cheap, and, and I wanted to make sure that I uh, didn't have to pay for things like parking or, or um, you know, the extra... Uh, driving or anything like that. So I'd try to find free places to park, even if I had to get up, you know, at 5.30 in the morning to try to get there in time to get the free free spaces and stuff like that. So, you know, that wasn't too much of a, a hassle, but um, sometimes you make a few sacrifices um, just to save some money and, and do other things like that. Yeah, for sure. And I think you said at first you didn't relate well with the students who weren't in the same place in life as you the first semester and then met some other people who were in the same place as you second semester, and you even managed to have some good friendships with those people and continue that after school, just like you would if you were younger um, and looking for that life experience and meeting, you know, college, university friends, right? Yeah, my university experience was probably a lot different than the typical, you know, go find some friends in the dorm and and go to the bar every night and, and stuff like that. Obviously, being a mature student, there was no time for that kind of stuff, but meeting people who were in the same situation was really nice. Actually, uh, the one guy I met um, in one of my outdoor ed classes, we ended up being becoming pretty good friends, and we actually ended up uh, getting hired at the same school. So basically, we share an office. He teaches woods, and I teach mechanics and fabrication now, and uh, it's been really nice even just 
in your beginning teacher years to have a good friend um, that you can rely on and bounce things off of as well. So those friendships are definitely um, longer lasting than just university. For sure. And you told me, you know, you would have, you didn't take the advice that people gave you when you were in high school. Is there any other advice that um, you would give your 15-year-old self now? Um, just don't assume things about yourself. Make sure you actually um, investigate your identity because, you know, if things were a little bit hard, I would, I would, you know, be a little bit lazy and I wouldn't do my best. And then that translated into you're stupid. You don't have uh, the ability to do anything else. And that's maybe in part a reason why I went to, into mechanics because it was easy. Uh, it came easy to me, naturally to me. So then I, I just thought that was a good progression, which which in the end it was. But at the same time, thinking I was too stupid to go to university or or um, not able to do it, um, maybe that hampered where my life would be now. But it's it's hard to say, I guess. Yeah. And I think you're still content with where you're at right now and how, how it worked out in the end. But it's still kind of nice to still challenge people who are in high school to do their best and to work hard and look for opportunities out of their comfort zone, right? Yeah, um, trying a whole bunch of different things. That's why um, I think in high school, if you can try out all the different kinds of options and, and see what fits and, and stuff, the the kind of things that you like, or you can figure out what you don't like. If you take, you know, mechanics class and you really can't stand fixing stuff, you know that's one thing you shouldn't be doing. Um, you should just try, try as many things in high school as you can, um, and take as many classes as you possibly can. And that's going to kind of help set up your future. For sure. And so what advice would you give, uh, other mature students who are wanting to maybe take this same journey that you did? Um, it's hard work, but I think it can be very rewarding. Um, it, de it depends where you want to go in life, I suppose. Um, we kind of had this dream for a little while. I mean, when I was 28, I probably could have gone to university um, too, but we weren't prepared at that point. So maybe just think ahead, start planning, um, and see if it's worth the cost. Um, we, we thought it would be a good transition for me and to go into teaching just because of uh, there was many factors for that. But um, we also knew that we, we could save up beforehand and we, we thought we could pull it off and did a whole bunch of planning. So, um, if you're going to try something like that, uh, make sure you put in the work to, to plan ahead and to make it, uh, financially viable. If you end up coming out, um, of school with $40,000 of student loans and, and you have to pay that off over the next, you know, 20 years or whatever, and you're already 37, that's, that's 57 by the time you're done paying that off. That uh, that doesn't seem like it's worth it to me. So if the more you can plan beforehand, I think the, it makes it uh, uh, more worthwhile to be able to, to do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so now I'm just going to change over a little bit. So at the same time that you started going to university, you started on your fitness journey. How did you, and you lost about 30 pounds, how did you prioritize that on top of everything else, driving back and forth, commuting, having a family, a wife? I honestly don't remember how I did it, but um, I think just small steps and 
taking it, uh, um, making it consistent, I suppose. Um, whatever you do, I suppose just try and do it consistently over and over and you, eventually you'll get, get those results that you're hoping for. Yeah. And it, that's about all the questions I have. If you want a little bit more details about uh, how we saved up for Ryan to go to university and the process that we uh, took to do that, you can read my blog at www.financialresuscitationwithruthie.com. Thanks for listening. The purpose of this podcast is to introduce myself, financial coach Ruthie, to you so that if you feel like you're stressed out or reaching the breaking point in your financial health and you feel like you're not reaching your goals, if you feel like you need a listener who can understand your situation and be your cheerleader and guide in your unique journey, know that you can start today by booking your complimentary 15-minute consultation. Just go to www.financialresuscitationwithruthie.com.